There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 696. What do you got on the uh, community cork board? All right. Well, real quick, I just want to plug a podcast that I've been into recently uh, because I kind of don't listen to many podcasts because I have to... Wait, you listen to many many podcasts. Well, yeah, but on my free time, I don't listen to many, but I started listening to one called Sounds of the Trail, and it's all about uh, people that are backpacking the Pacific Crest Trail and the Appalachian Trail, and it's really cool, and if you're in the hiking, you might like it. Um, you can find it on iTunes against Sounds of the Trail. And also, I want to plug on behalf of Jonah to watch the Meltdown show tomorrow night, Tuesday. That's Tuesday night at 1230 on Comedy Central right after at midnight. Yes, the Meltdown. I went to all the tapings and they were so much fun. They're the best. So everyone watch them. I love those jerks. Uh, we're also going to be posting a full schedule of Nerdist-related and me-related activities at Comic-Con um, in San Diego next weekend, which are gonna be is gonna be nonstop. It's so it's much. gonna be crazy. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. And I'm moderating eleven panels. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. How are you gonna do that? You're gonna have no voice. And then two Nerdist, two Nerdist podcasts and, and a live stand up show. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, you're gonna have no voice. I know. It's gonna be kind of funny. Uh, it's gonna be really funny. When I... <laughs> I'm like this for the podcast. So, Peter Capaldi, tell me about. Oh, have you met Ben Kingsley? Yeah, we're we're going to be announcing the the second show's guests soon, um, and they're good. I just you know with these types of things, it's uh, announcements have to get approved by networks and the publicists, and you know, and so it's and film people, and so it's 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 not just yeah. as easy as like oh this person said yes okay let's announce it like there's a little bit of a protocol and and so but but the second show uh, will be really really amazing. Um, this episode is uh, Joe Manganiello, who of uh, if you remember the first Joe Manganiello episode, um, Joe's like the fucking coolest guy in the world, and we one of these days are gonna make the. Um, the Macho Man Randy Savage movie with Joe. <laughs> I really want to make Savage starring Joe Manganiello, but uh, he's just such a good guy. Uh, he's promoting Magic Mike Double XL in theaters July 1st, and uh, it was really, really, really great to have him back. We had him out of the Nerdist offices in, uh, in, in beautiful downtown Burbank. Um, so uh, thanks to Joe for coming out. And also this episode, here's episode number 696 with Joe Manganiello. Now entering Nerdist.com. Uh, yeah, no, I'm from Pittsburgh. Land of the Tolls. Of the Tall Empire. Pittsburgh. You a Pirates fan too, or? Yeah. No. 
I mean, no, yeah. I mean, yeah. You're not like Michael Keaton. What about actual pirates? Do you like actual pirates? Uh, <laughs> love real pirates. Real pirates are pretty rad. Yeah. Big I'm fan not- of real pirates. <laughs> <laughs> big, big fan of Somali pirates. Look at oh, me. Oh, no. I like thing. Buccaneers. I'm the I like, captain like now. Old- yeah, big fan of... Um, no, Buccaneers are a football team, right? Yeah, oh. the Buccaneers are. Yeah. Tampa Bay? Yep, that's cool. Oh, wow. you I got a thing right. Wow. So not pirates in general, then. <laughs> so just Joe, Pittsburgh just pirates. mascot pirates. Yeah. yeah. So, Joe, uh, you, you, you've, you've really blown up since your last appearance on the podcast, and I think that was really ground zero for how everything really took Like off. McConaughey <laughs> had the McConaissance <laughs> that was caused by Magic yeah. Mike, and yep. I think... <laughs> The Manganella Sans. The Manganella Sans yeah. started right here. Yep. Right mm-hmm. here. Brother. You're welcome. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> so we, still, we still get the. Uh, when are you guys gonna do this? When are you guys gonna do Savage? Savage, man. Scripts, I get the that. The script all has been done for two years. <laughs> you, I think it. it you're gonna get to. You're ago. gonna get to your point, and you may already be here at this point in your career where some some head of a studio is like, Joe, you're okay. You're testing through the roof with the kids. You can do whatever you want. Name it. Except no kid knows who the hell I am because they're not old enough they're to gonna see me know. do anything. They're going to know. No, I did, a, I, did a, I did a charity event at Pittsburgh Children's Hospital, you know, raising money for yeah, the kids sure. and went through the hospital and met the kids, you know, went into the rooms and everything. And, you know, there's a news crew there from, you know, Action News, mm-hmm. Channel 2. And these kids are all like... Who are you? <laughs> and they're like, oh, he play, you know, he plays a werewolf. And they kind of look at me cockeyed, like that that cockeyed dog look. Uh-huh. And they're like, you're not in Twilight. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm in like the adult. It's like Twilight an R-rated. Show. And I'm like, kid, listen. <laughs> your mom knows who I am, okay? <laughs> and then I'm in that movie about about male strippers. But it's not. I mean, it's it's more about. The relationships, yeah, and it's not. Yeah, it's really about the relationships. So, oh, kids, okay. you should watch for the. <laughs> you, you should sh- watch for tips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, Joe, I got three months to live. I'm not checking out this male stripper show. <laughs> <laughs> male stripper yeah. show. That's what the kids think. <laughs> the kids think it's uh, but yeah, so no kids. But yeah, no kids would definitely know who I was after Savage. Yeah, they, they would. would know. I, I feel like. I don't know. I mean, I really feel like there's a thing. There's just a thing here. There's a, if at some point you don't play Macho Man Randy's. Now, what would you have to do physically to get ready to I mean, like how would you get the the bulging like veins like bursting through your neck? Like how would how would you be able to get that going? So you're asking me if I would ever like get on like a cycle of Diana yes. Ball yep. or Anabar or something. Like, is that what you're asking? You. How many roids How would I do to achieve? Look, just for a couple months. Well, there's like early Randy, You'd and then to, like, there's pack later on, Randy. Like, Thirty pounds to play la- later. Well, Randy. like circus sabotage, I was up to about two fifty, and this is all all natural, mm-hmm. all right. you know. Uh, and, and I think if I got up to about there, two forty, two fifty, yeah. somewhere back into that range. How tall was Savage? It'd look right. Uh, yeah, he's what about like six two? Maybe? I want to say six, something two, like well. that. I'm trying to think, but like, I mean, Bone Saw <laughs> Savage. Like, there's no way. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I would have to. I'd be on, you know, some fish paralyzers, a couple cocktails, and uh, I'd have to coat you in waffle butter. I mean, like, it would really. <laughs> yeah. You'd have to. It was. A, 
<laughs> it was to put you in a toaster oven and like get the, like a nice glisteny. Yeah, yeah, that that would be tough to achieve. And I'd also have to smoke about a carton of cigarettes a day just to get the, just to get the, the voice right. Timber, yeah, or the, the graininess. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of funny to me, like when I'm because uh, I, uh, I I I hit the gym three days a week. Joe, as a matter of fact, I'm a couple minutes late today because I'm working out at one, and I had to eat now because yes. it's about ninety minutes before the workout. So I had to shove some. You know, I just had like a high protein burrito with some chicken and black beans. You I know, love this. I to, love this. To get ready. But what's what's crazy to me, and and Matt yeah. can back me up on this as a former smoker, is is how people. I will see people leave the gym and go light up a cigarette. I'm like, how do you do? How are you it's doing the that? Best. That it used to be me. Your are you serious? Yeah, that used to be me. How does that work? I used to light up before and after. How do you? Yeah. How? If I could bench with a cigarette hanging out of my mouth, like <laughs> Peter Venkman style, like I totally would. Like an ashtray on like the incline next to me. How do just you like, just not instantly die, or how do your how does your heart just not just turn black? It slows everything down. That's the game, brother. You know, <laughs> just living on the edge. <laughs> I think that's really <laughs> as, as Aerosmith once said. Check this out. I've run, like, on the edge. Five, I've run like five miles and then immediately gone. But do you understand if you didn't smoke, smoke, you'd be able to run five miles not only easily, but then you could run like eight miles. I can't. No, yeah, but, but I can. I remember having to get in really good shape, like in college. I was getting ready to get out of college, come to LA, and I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to get it in the best shape of my life. So I switched to ultralights. Mm-hmm. Nice. That, that, but like, still playing basketball yeah. for like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> we, you know, running around wheezing. There's a, there's a kind of a comfortable middle ground that you get to with your limited lung capacity <laughs> if you're a smoker and limits, play basketball. Chris, that's all you got to do. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not saying I want to do it. I, I, to me, it sounds. Chris, let me help you. No, stop <laughs> it. Smoke this, Chris. I ca- <laughs> Smoke that shit. Like Denzel in the car. Oh, yes. Yeah. It just it would That's all come. PCP, motherfucker. It all come flooding back. Yeah, that was that was uh, that was Peter Hardwick. Peter Hardwick smoked. Um, I don't. But I, I, but ever since ever since the old days, yeah, I just don't. When I when I when I think about what I there there are things about my old life where I go, how am I? I, I didn't die. Like I I just I wonder if. Maybe I did die, and this is all just a part of the afterlife experience. I think that all the time, actually. <laughs> Do you really? To be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I shudder. You have those, like, shudder moments when you're like, ooh, God. Oh, I can't believe, you know, like, I was wasted, and I forgot the keys to the apartment I was living in, and the gate was, metal gate was closed. So I had to climb on top of, like, a 12-foot metal gate that had these spikes that were about crotch high. Oh, my God. And I'm, like, 12 feet off the ground with, like, you know, an inch of rail on either side of this giant spike that I'm resting each shoe on as I step over to the other side and the spike is pushing against the crotch of my pants. And if I slipped <laughs> or just, you know, I'm wasted, you know, and if I slipped one way or the other. Yeah, you'd never you know? be able to do savage. No. And those kids in that hospital would not be confused about who you are. <laughs> but I'd sing a hell of a falsetto. <laughs> That's right. I'll tell you that. Like yeah. Fubar too. <laughs> yeah. I have, I have I feel like I have so many stories like that where you 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 just Oh, this seems, you know, I'm just problem solving. I got I'm here. I need to get there. I don't have that higher reasoning getting in the way, preventing me from getting to my bed or floor in front of my bed. It's called youth. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get older. I was just talking to, uh, I did the the music, the Spotify playlist. Yes. Right, earlier. And, you know, while the mic, you know, the, the camera was off, 
you know, the, the guy who was interviewing me was talking about, um, you know, yeah, you know, I didn't sleep really well last night. You know, I, you know, I had a few drinks, but not, not, not a ton, but like I woke up at three and I couldn't sleep and I was late awake until seven. I'm like, how old are you? And he's like 25. I'm like, all right, well, cause I have that conversation with my friends. I'm 38, like around that age. And, and my, a buddy of mine was like, Hey, you, uh, you wake up to pee in the middle of the night. It's <laughs> like, uh. Yeah, yeah, I do. And I was like, fuck, it sucks, right? And I'm like, I know. Yeah, well, we're it, like getting old. It's yeah. the worst. Yeah. But, but what you have to do is if you don't drink water, if you don't drink liquids like a couple hours before you go to bed, sometimes that'll help. Yeah, I don't do that. And, and I still, <laughs> still have to get up to just, And I'm you know, going to start getting up for the early bird special. <laughs> Pajamas by four. What time is yeah. dinner? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, people want to think that we're super exciting at, at home. And really, it's like, I'm putting my pajamas on. All right, let's fire up some Naked and Afraid episodes. <laughs> the TiVo. Is it, uh, is it, does it feel weird that you're in a relationship that people talk about and you have no control over? It's like all of a sudden you're like, oh, we just went to get coffee and now that's a news story. That to me seems like it would be weird. Yes, it is weird. <laughs> it's like they walk down the street like we do. You what? Know? They drink coffee. I know. It's just like, it's just really that's newsworthy. Crazy. They're yeah. just like us. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it, and most of the time they get it wrong and write the most outlandish stuff about yep. the most mundane things. Like, you know, I, uh, a friend of mine who's this amazing artist made me a painting, you know, and this, this great Andy Warhol painting, this image collection of his images and photographs he took. And like online, it's like, Joe's wedding gift to Sophia. It's like, <laughs> that's not what I got her. You, you know, come can, on. And is it okay just to say that? You can just make that up out of your Apparently, out of your butt, and it you, doesn't really you, matter. You can. There was a there was a a, a fake quote. Fake quoting. That's the new thing on the blogosphere. So like recently, there was a a fake quote by a very prominent news outlet that you would think is you know legit <laughs> and immune uh, and it was like you know i was asked the question about about magic mike xxl there you know someone asked me in an interview uh you know do you feel objectified when you're up there you know do you <laughs> do you feel upset or objectified or you know uh by these women and i was like who gives a shit <laughs> like i'm a guy why what do i i i'm like i'm gonna complain that a girl is interested in me oh right. boo hoo, right God. you know i was like come on who cares and that was my basically my response. And the quote on this very you know prominent blog was um, uh, Joe in quotation marks is I'm okay with being celebrity man candy. <laughs> Are you okay with being celebrity man candy? <laughs> First of all, like I don't think I've ever used the phrase man candy in my life, nor have I ever referred to myself as a celebrity or anyone else. I mean, it's just like, come on, man. Celebrity man candy. I'm like a 16-year-old. Maybe it's better than being a celebrity school. man donut. I don't know. I would take cele- celebrity man donuts. We should do that. <laughs> but it's sort of... I think I think it'd be really Man funny. Donuts. I think it'd be really funny if you did a series of photos where you're just like from Magic Mike, where you where you're just like you just have the eight pack and you're as ripped as you can possibly be, and you're like, why won't anyone hear about my philosophies? Like you don't, you just <laughs> you just want to be. <laughs> I'm really smart, you know. You know. Like, uh, just, uh, when you said Man Donut, I thought you meant like something to eat. Yeah, like that would be kind of like a man. But a man. is it? But is it like like a man donut? Like it's sexy. You buy like you know bachelorette party. Here's here's your man donut. Or is it like 
No, when, uh, when I just man... got done with the gym. I'm gonna go eat my man donut. No, yeah. I think it's a, it's a I, get a shower. You're, I, you're a man candy. I'm a man donut. I think it's. I think. I think man donut is like a, if like a lady has like a bear fetish, you know, like it just yeah. wants to see kind of like a like a dumpy stripper. I think is a man donut. I think that's because <laughs> I think I'm, there's got to be that fetish, you know. Where it's like, like oh, I kind of want to see like doughy dudes. Taking it off, you know. There's a market for that, isn't there? Oh, there's a market for everything. Of course yeah. there is. I'm getting married, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I wonder it it because I you guys have been together about a year now, and I've been with mm-hmm. my girlfriend about seven months, and I have this idea that you just had an uh, anniversary back in like April because you couldn't do my live read of of Major League. Yes, that's right. That's right. And you were like, oh, it's my it's my anniversary. Well, no, I don't want to. Uh, it wasn't anniversary. Was I don't want to make it sound like you were like, nah, that, <laughs> that was the wrong note. No, it wasn't. Yeah, was you were like, like it's my anniversary, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't anniversary. It was a. Uh, it was some event that that we had planned together. Oh no, it was like a Bulgari fashion show. It was something like it was something or something like that. It was, it was. Oh no, it was the. Uh, it was the. Um, fuck. It was a. Was it the Vanity Fair? It was like some sort of magazine. It was some like fashion show thing. It was that we some had to be product at. or Balenciaga or something. It was, was something like, oh, very fancy. You're being a really, really good boyfriend. Right it now. was. It was something that was very fancy. That was. That was. That was. Quite frankly, outside my pay grade. Uh, it was Burberry. Burberry. Yes, yes, it was Burberry. Thank you. I love Thank how you. you she you. has to get you to the Burberry thing, and you got to get her to the Totino's thing. <laughs> <laughs> I can get you all the pizza rolls you want. Uh, yeah, it was at the Griffith Observatory. They did, it was a Burberry fashion. It was a Burberry fashion show, and we had planned. It how was so. it? Better than my major league live reading? Well, Joe, of course I not, because imagine. no one was reading uh, lines from the, one of the the only sports movie that I can quote. Uh, Who played the manager? The manager was played. Oh by wait, wait. You Bill, mean Billy Gardell? Oh, Billy Gardell. That's awesome. Sophia played Pedro Serrano. I knew it. <laughs> of course, that's what you wanted to. So she um, said, "Fuck you, Jobu." I do it myself. Yeah, except she said, "Yobu." Yeah, because <laughs> the J is the Y sound, you know. And uh, fuck you, Yobu. <laughs> you know, help me with curveball. Yeah. Tom Lennon was in it too, right? Tom Lennon played the Bob Euchre role. Yes. Uh, oh, Rob great. Hubel, the very funny Rob Hubel, played Roger Dorn. Great. Uh, I love uh, Sharon Osborne played uh, the owner. <gasps> oh, that's perfect. And, Trying to get the team to Miami. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Ming Na Wen of uh, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. played uh, Lynn, the character originated by Rene Russo. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brian fucking Wilson, the beard. Uh, you know, the guy with the giant beard and the Mohawk yes, who pitched yeah. for the Giants uh, played Wild Thing Ricky Vaughn. <laughs> and came in a full-on number 99 Ricky Vaughn Cleveland uniform complete with the glasses and everything. Now, that sounds good, but I also think it might have been better if Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys had played that character. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, Brian, uh, we're not, we're not ad-libbing. You have to I read just, the... Do I no, need to put okay, these, whatever you need. I'll why is this, the skull in these glasses seems very aggressive? Is it... <laughs> <laughs> like what, his ride. What, what's on his rider? Like, yeah, I'll do it, but I need. A sheet like, well, how do you, con- how do you convince bit. actual Brian Wilson to come read? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he needs part fourteen of- French horns <laughs> <laughs> and his favorite vegetables. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, I was so sorry to miss that. How was the Burberry a, thing, bro? <laughs> <laughs> it was just a bit outside. <laughs> it was. It was fine, you know. It was very, it was very fancy. My girlfriend's much fancier than I am, and so she elevates my fancy level. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, I actually, I did have fun at it. But I would, but it would have been amazing to be able to go read. What was, what did you want me to do? Be the just like, like do read the stage direction? Yeah, I was gonna. Oh, there's a picture of Brian Wilson. Oh in his man, Cleveland Indians <laughs> regalia. 
And he had a warm-up jacket, and he I came out and ripped you. the warm-up jacket off like like a male stripper I, and threw it into the crowd. Guarantee you he didn't have to buy that. He had it. <laughs> Who played <laughs> yeah, Willie Mays Hayes? Willie Mays Hayes was a good buddy of mine uh, from the One Tree Hill days, uh, Robbie Jones. Cool. Uh, yeah. That was uh, that was it? that was uh, that was a young Wesley Snipes with a gleam in his eye and young Charlie Sheen, with, young Charlie Sheen, yeah. young everyone. I prefer to think it was a young Omar Epps, Major League Two guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I was not on board as much for Major League Two. I like Major League Two a lot. Coach Mike Tomlin. Three, I didn't see. Back to the minors. I didn't ever check out the Scott. I never Baggett saw it either. Yeah, you you know, at some point you just. <clears throat> you Put know, it away. You know, Godfather Three. Yeah. Let's just. Don't, <laughs> I don't want to go there. You know? So so. We're we're you're a few months ahead of us, but I kind of have this theory that, you know, the first six months, seven months of relation, the first year really, you know, you can sort of hold up this fake image of yourself where you're super chill and super cool, and you know, it's like, and then the super chill, super cool Sicilian who's dating the <laughs> Colombian, like chill, <laughs> chill does not exist in our dojo, <laughs> okay? Like it's like outdoor voices indoors, like in the funniest way possible. Like that's the beauty of it is it's like we're both out of our minds, but like it works, you know, like it, it just we've both complained of like people in the past, you know, like I had girlfriends, she had boyfriends who were like, OK, why are you yelling at me? And I'm like, I'm not. I'm just talking in a normal tone. But there's in a Colombian and a Sicilian, no matter what tone of voice, there's there's a hint of murder <laughs> somewhere in there it's scary to western european nations and genealogies you know and and i think with us it's great because it's like no that's nothing you, you know, understand we, each we other get that yeah we get that yeah you know it's fun it's fun it's like a constant sitcom with the two of us <laughs> so you feel like you, you feel like you're pretty much yourself from start to finish i i, I feel like Try to be really cool in the beginning and really, and then sort of ease into the like, oh no, I stress out about a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, no, I think it was, it was, it was, we're pretty, we're pretty normal people, I think, in a, in a way. I mean, it's like our lives are very abnormal, I think, but, but we're, we're pretty normal. And I'm trying to think of like, if there was at any point like the, the curtain came down or it's come down in the past year where it's like, whoa, you're like that or right. you do that, but. I think pretty much right off the bat. I mean, when your first date is, you know, 18 hours of her giving you every reason why it's never going to work out. This is not going to work out. You're too this. You're too that. You're whatever. Like, you know, you're you're kind of built for anything at that point. That's amazing. No, I mean, literally, it was like you're too young for me. You're you're an actor. I. You know, you're too handsome. Like, all these... St- I'm like, that's the stupidest reasons I've ever heard in my life. Like, all, like, one after another. And, uh, and you know, none of it worked, but, you know. Is that why it worked? Because you were like, no, no, maybe. Okay, good point. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like the scene in Animal House, Animal House when, you know, he's in the... The grocery store, and he's throwing him the meat. It was like it was me, literally all night, like catching the meat, catching, the, the, you know, all of this. You know, I caught everything she had to throw at me until she was exhausted. And was like, okay, fine, okay, fine, you know. And then she blamed me for ruining her life. <laughs> and then you gave her a Warhol painting, according to the news. Yeah, according, yeah. Because right. you don't mind being man candy. You said Celebrity it. man candy. Sophia, I don't mind being man candy. Yeah. <laughs> Please, you have to say that at some point, but but and then see if anyone gets that you're kidding. 
Yeah, I, I mean, it's it. it, it I, I I'm just constantly never. I never cease to be surprised at this point uh, at the level of journalism. But you know, I mean, with a podcast, you know, with here, we, I mean, we can talk freely and and tell the whole story, and sure. somebody can get the full truth. But I think when they're just looking for sound bites and looking for you to fuck up. Uh, and if you don't, then they're going to make it look like you fucked up anyway, right? Because that's more interesting yeah. to them, um, you know. But any really, you know, crack journalist is not being sent to talk to the guy about his male stripper film. You know, they're in Washington or they're embedded in some war zone or they're in, on the Vice <laughs> team over, you know, in a fertility <laughs> clinic in India. Like, you know, this is all real stuff. It's not, you know. Do you feel objectified? No, I don't really care. But also, it's got to be weird that, you know, you for for most of your life, for like 35 years of your life, you can pretty much do and say whatever you want, and you're funny, <laughs> and you have a sense of humor, and you, you goof around and fuck around, and then each year that goes by, then you're like, oh, oh, I guess I... Things get weirdly taken out of con- I guess when I say stuff now, it has a strange impact on things. <sighs> yeah, and, and, and it's like, you know... You know, it's similarly like when you get older, like you start to understand your dad mm-hmm. and you're just like, wow, I like I get the pressures of being an adult. And like when you're kind of put in that position, you're like, man, I get Christian Bale. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get it. Like, I'm I'm with you, bro. You know, <laughs> well, we already in the course of this conversation, we're like Matt Grossinger, who does a celebrity playlist thing for Spotify. Like, oh, he's 25. He's not. He hasn't. You know. He's twenty five. He'll be fine. He'll. You be haven't fine. wet the bed. You haven't you know? <laughs> <laughs> Come back and talk to me in ten years, Junior. Just uh, cause for no reason. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like you know, you 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 get the you know you get the rant. I mean, you get it. You know. Um. And and I understand why. You know, in a Rolling Stone interview, or whatever it is, you know, some some GQ interview or something like. You know, the interviewer's like, you know, Christian rolls up to the table with a hood pulled over his head looking like a carjacker. And you're like, I know, because he just wants to, like, get from point A to the to shutters on the beach to do his interview without everybody in the world going, it's Batman. And then, you know, and, oh, me Batman, come over here. You know. Oh, Batman, are you comfortable being man candy? Can I have a selfie? Can I have a little selfie, Batman, please? I was born with a cell phone. <laughs> you know, like, like, I totally get it, you know? Um, it is funny that it feels like the older, you know, when you're young, the world just feels so wide open. And the older and older you get, just like, weird pressures from the world and dealing with people and things and responsibilities. It just feels like it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And I think that's when people snap, when they just feel like the world has closed in on me too much and like, ah. Yeah, because, I mean, really, it's, you know, and, and people say that, say that there's that, 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 I don't know if it's a, like, like incorrectly say, or I think incorrectly give you credit for, like, keeping it real, man, like, you're so normal or like you're, you're you know you're you're still joe and it's like i am still joe <laughs> you know but everybody else treats me like i'm a circus animal <laughs> you know like it's not me i'm still me i still have to deal with me and the way i've always dealt with me everybody else you know they, they kind of treat you like this this you know you're a circus freak and and look i mean i'm not complaining because i love my life and, it, and it's great but i mean like there is an amount of trying to clear out enough space to to stay normal sure. or to create from a normal place. You know, I, I'm not playing Vinny Chase 
uh, you know, on a TV show, I'm playing some guy who has a regular job. I mean, albeit he's a werewolf, but look, bang, I mean, or he's a male stripper. They're just normal guys. Uh, so, <laughs> male strippers, your wares, you know, is, is regular guys. But I think you have to go look out your back window and say, there's a fucking drone flying around. Like, this is weird. And, and I think the day that that's not weird is 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 the day that I die. It's pretty <laughs> I mean it is you know to a whole generation of people it's really that that stuff isn't isn't really that weird. No, I think it's pretty <laughs> weird having a drone outside your house. It is, but I mean but there's but I feel like a lot of but a lot of people in, in the in the generation below us probably don't think it's that weird. Like, oh yeah, well, you know, that's just drones and you can fly them and they run around. Yeah, or just the stupidity, you know, of of the average paparazzo. You know, I mean, we were getting off a plane at some point, you know, uh, I think we were coming back from Miami and someone, you know, once again, spread this fake rumor that she and I had broken it off and it was over. And the wedding was off. Everything was over. Over. Oh, it was now like, is a great you know, time to apologize and then for that. Sorry. Thousands of blogs that. pick it up and now it's all over the place. This fake story of us, you know, so we're getting off of a plane together holding hands. She's got her engagement ring on and we're holding hands walking to the airport and this TMZ guys in our face. You know, why'd you guys call it off? You know, can you give something, just a little bit to the fans? Why is it over? Why'd you guys call it off? We're holding hands. She has a, a ring on. And I go, are you a fucking moron? Like, you're stupid. Like, you are dumb. You are really dumb. And, I mean, it's like, come on, dude. Like, really? You know, so it's like, that's abnormal. You know, this is, this is, you know, this is weird to me. But, well, of course it's weird. You know. It's weird. That the things that in your human brain you go, well, you know, I get up, I this is my partner, I go to a job, I get from point A to point B, but then all of those things become crazy inflated, where it's like, did you hear that? Like, I don't, but I was just going to the, and then we just got off a plane, and what I do, what I do, yeah. Well, I mean, it's like trying to, you know, get engaged under those circumstances is like a CIA operation. I mean, literally, it was like meeting the, the jeweler. It was like. Meeting Deep Throat in the parking lot, <laughs> the six-story park. I mean, swear to God, I was like six-floor apartment built, you know, of, of an office building. They had to come and meet. I had to, you know, I mean, it was this whole clandestine operation to get the piece of jewelry and then to get it on the finger. And then they almost checked my bag at TSA <clears throat> after they uh, did the x-ray of my, my dong. Of course, thing, yes. Which is a throwback to yes, our podcast our number one. conversation. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Uh, no, and they almost went through the bag, and I was almost like, motherfucker, I swear to God, if you go through that bag. You know, and I was almost <laughs> that guy who's like then in the back room, like, no, <laughs> no, put that This bag is down. not how this goes down. No. <laughs> you know, as they're about to search my bag, and I'm like, don't fucking touch it. The TSA wants to know if <laughs> Sophia Regaro make Joe Manganiello the happiest man. No! No, please! Yeah. Yeah, so. no, it's... And I think most people, you know, most people... Uh, who aren't in the, who don't do what we do go oh what's the big deal oh, this is really hard being famous you're like you know if you if you actually felt like every move that you make was being watched and tracked by people that you didn't know and it was just appearing in places and you were being misquoted and people were telling things the way they didn't happen and accepting it as truth it would slowly drive anyone crazy yeah which is why you just you know withdraw from society completely grow your fingernails out start peeing in jars that's right Keeping the pee. Don't forget it's Kleenex just, shoes. Grow just, your hair. Just, yeah, it's just about balance. Yeah. Buy a hotel and just live in it alone. Yeah. You know, just like anything to really... No, yeah. he lived in the penthouse. He didn't live alone. He didn't live alone? No, he lived I in thought, the I penthouse. thought he bought the hotel and just lived in the hotel no, alone. I bought the hotel but lived in the penthouse of the Hilton. 
Ooh. In, the, in Vegas, idea. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I wonder what it would take to get to that point. Because it's, you know, you, at, at what point... At what point are you not normal anymore, but you don't know it? Because you always feel kind of normal, right? You feel like yourself. You always sort of feel like yourself. And then are we talking about Howard Hughes here. We're yeah. talking about Howard Hughes, but we're also talking about the descent into, you know, getting from where he was to that. I mean, I know mm. that there were obviously there was obviously medication involved, and he had serious <laughs> mental issues, and but uh, and, and the same thing, with, same thing with Brian Wilson too. It's like they obviously kept him on a cocktail of, but but like where. It's it's so incremental and so it, it happens over time. Like before you know it, you're just there. Yeah, but just before you know it, you're just like you're collecting all of your pee in a jar and going, "This totally makes sense. <laughs> this is for a reason," and you don't get it. Well, you know, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't have to walk to the bathroom in the middle of the night <laughs> if I just had a jar next to the bed. It totally makes sense. And I save them because I read this article that the color of your pee can determine uh, health issues that you might have later on. So I probably want to keep that yeah. to compare to next week's. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. It's starting to make a little bit of sense. And the fingernails, it's, a lot of sense. it's just a little extra time of the day that you're saving. They're going to grow anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you ever think you'll be... Uh, I love the Hilton Hotel chain. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Maybe I could... What if I just lived there? <laughs> Crazy. And if no one else was there, I'd get my room service quicker. I mean, <laughs> it really starts to make sense when God, you think about it. We're on to something. Yeah. Are you? Uh, are, are, have you shot anything else that's coming out soon? Pee Wee Wee's Big Holiday. Nice. You did. You're Pee Wee's Big Holiday. Yeah, <gasps> dude. Yeah, yeah. Jed Apatow produced for Netflix. It'll be out sometime next year. I, <clears throat> I'm gonna. Okay, I can't tell you much about it. Okay, but I can tell you that it's not just stunt casting. Like this isn't like, hey, yeah, I'm at the party and you know, in Pee Wee's movie. Like Joe Manganiello. I play Pee Wee Herman's best friend. What? That's Are you delightful. serious? I'm not Does anyone serious. know this? I'm going to show you a picture that that because we're amazing. on a podcast, I can yes. do this. But you can't. I mean, this is top secret. I will stuff. not take pictures of it. I'm going to show context. you this, and the audience will be able to hear your honest reaction. Okay. okay you ready? God damn it! <laughs> I hope you're in the fucking same suit here. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Don't. Oh shoot. Okay, hold on, hold on. It's going to take me like a second. <laughs> <laughs> This, did you, the fact that you're not doing more character stuff with your voices. No one believes it when I tell them. I literally, I had a meeting with like a voiceover department, you know, at, at my agency. And if you're listening, I love you. Uh, oh, but like, I was like, yeah, so I do voices. And that's kind of like a thing that I do. And I did the Nerdist podcast. And you could listen. And I do a bunch of wrestling voices. And they just looked at me like, like almost like if they could reach across the table and pat me on the head. <laughs> that's yeah. when it's not fun to be objective. Sure you are, kid. And I'm like, but wait, no, I, I can. Okay. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Holy shit! Are you fucking kidding me? I am now showing Chris the That's picture. That's fucking crazy! Uh. That's crazy! That's crazy! I call that it. doesn't. That doesn't even look like you, dude. No, it looks like him. No, but the but the yeah yeah. That, but yeah. that's fucking awesome. Uh. That's incredible. <laughs> That's amazing. So Pee-wee's Big Holiday out next year. It's insane. And it is like I read it and was screaming my head off laughing when I was reading the script. Paul, who has been a friend of mine for years, sent me 
the, the 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 script. And Sophia was like, "What are you doing <laughs> in the other room?" And I was like, "Oh, it's Pee Wee. It's so funny." She's like, "Pee Wee Herman, we have him in Colombia. We love him." And I was like, "Oh my god, it's so funny." No, you don't understand. We have him in Colombia. What? We have brought him to Colombia. It's a hint of murder. We gave him necktie. But you to replace bow tie. <laughs> but the thing that's so great about you that I think that I think not only will ensure that you will work as long as you want to is people discovering because you know to to make the to to say like oh I don't care if I'm objectified it does work against you in some cases because you do have this comedy brain and you do have these voices and you do have this character stuff and you like the more weird stuff you do like making these types of choices will start to let people know that you do that. And it just opens you up to so many other things that are great. Well, thanks, man. And, you know, it's, I don't, I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't get worried. I, I, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, I don't, it's all there. Have you hosted SNL happen. yet? It'll, no. See, SNL will be your next big thing. SNL will be like your kind of comedy character coming out party. <laughs> It worked for Ham. It worked for John Ham. John Ham does SNL, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's actually a comedy guy." Well, actually, I mean, Magic Mike XXL is a straight up comedy. Yes, like in 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 the style of Hangover, of Animal House, of those great big comedies that I grew up with that I that I really dug and and loved. It, it's it's a big buddy group comedy. It's straight up. So I think where the first one was more art housey, a little bit dark, kind of funny. This is. Like we made that movie. Like we we paid our art house debt. <laughs> yeah, and people liked it, and uh, it was critically acclaimed. Great, um, good. Let's go. Let's go make the movie we really want to make. Right, which is the outrageous, crazy, uh, you know, fun party movie. Um, so, I mean, every I mean, so often you could just do sort of a weird. You could just appear in a in a weird movie as a weird character and be unrecognizable, <laughs> and then have people go, "Oh fuck, that was Joe Manganiello." Well, I was saying recently, like I, you know, because I'm you know marrying the absolute like queen of the world in terms of 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 products i mean like this this woman is she can sell anything Mm -hmm. uh and we were talking about you know about infomercials and i'm like i would totally do an infomercial for anything as long as i got to have like the sham wow ponytail (laughs) and i got to be like that guy yeah like if i got to be like a character that you didn't know at first was me but then later you're like that was just like i will i'll do an infomercial you know, like, here's the thing, man. You take it, you make a paste, you make it ten times as powerful. Come on over it. You know, like, I would totally Go ahead, paint do this that. door. I'm yeah. going to paint this one. Yeah. Use it to cock your tile. It'll make it bright white in no time flat. <laughs> I think we should make a series. Of, we could do this at Nerdist. Like, we could do this. Make a series of infomercials about just common household items like a toothbrush. Yeah. Yeah. You need Put to some- clean your tile. You can brush your teeth right afterwards. Look at that. Put it right in your mouth afterwards. <laughs> uh, it's just an infomercial of just things you can put in your mouth. <laughs> um, before we wrap up, because I know we're kind of getting close to there, um, I did get to host my first Monday Night Raw since the last time I saw you. And how was that? Uh, I hosted with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, who's amazing. You said was amazing. Amazing. We had him on since, and he is amazing. Amazing. And Hulk Hogan. Yes. Uh, so I was, in, I was in the middle of the ring at Barclay, the Barclay Center uh-huh. in Brooklyn, and they were bringing us out to advertise sabotage. And, you know, you have rehearsals beforehand because you've got to work out your bits. And, you know, Hogan's going to bring us into the ring and introduce us both. And, you know, so Hogan turned to me and he was just like, 
one more time, brother. Tell me how to pronounce your name. And I was like, uh, Manganello. He's like, Manganello. And I'm like, Manganello. He's like, Manganello. Got it. And I was like, shit. So, Thanks, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> so like an hour later, you know, comes back up to me. One more time, brother. And I'm like, Manganello. He's like, Manganello. <laughs> Could not get it right. And we were in the crow's nest, you know, right before we're about to go out. And he's got the boa on, and we're standing behind the curtains, and Vince McMahon's got his headset on, and, uh, and, and he turns to me and goes, all right, one more time, brother. And I went, Manganello, please, Manganello, please. It's with the G sound, the G, okay, please. And all of a sudden, I'm a real American, Blair's on, and he whips around and goes through the curtain, walks down. Does the you know the the listen you know out of his ear and then goes into the ring and grabs the mic and I can hear him out there and he's like I just want to introduce a couple of my friends brother they're here to promote their new movie Sabotage the King of Action Arnold Schwarzenegger and my good buddy Joe Mangelio. No, <laughs> no, he added a fuck up that wasn't in the rehearsals. I was like Mangelio, like what the f- no, you know, and I was. Walking down the ramp, high-fiving people like steam coming out of my ears. Like, And I'm thinking, and I get into the ring, and I'm going to grab the mic and go, Hold on, Hogan. I got something to clear up with you, brother. But I couldn't because then we get off script, and it's this whole thing, and you know, millions of people, and he destroyed my name, and I'm like, ah. You know? But what a perfect opportunity for you to have done that and then break him in half because you could take him at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and then no one would ever. But then, of course, the next day is like, uh, you know, sabotage star Joey Mangalio. Yeah. yeah. Goey Manginolo. Atomic leg drop on that guy. So it, like, it kind of broke my heart for a second. But then here's the great part. So we get backstage afterwards. And he turns to me and he's like, I'm so sorry, brother. Like, oh, man, I, I messed it up, didn't I? And I was like, yeah, you kind of did. And uh, we do this kind of post-game interview wrap-up. And as the announcer, and he's amazing because he just stands there and kind of talks to you. And then as soon as the camera's on, snaps, and he's the Hulkster. So, you know, this this woman uh, uh, interviewer is like, okay, so what happened out there? He grabs a microphone out of her hand. And he goes, hold on a second. He's like, let me tell you something. I got to clear it up, brother. He goes, it doesn't matter what I call him from now on. Because from here on out, he's known as Joe Mania, brother. And what you going to do when the Terminator and Joe Mania climb on the Hulkster's back, brother? What you going to do? That was some very good last-minute rebranding to save Joe his own ass. Mania. But you know what? That's I was fantastic. like, you know, all is forgiven because from now on, it's Joe Mania, brother. Joe Mania. Joe Mania. Joe Mania, thank you so much for being back <laughs> on the podcast. Uh I hope we uh, I hope we get to make something stupid and fun with you soon. Uh, you know, like a laser tag video for Comic Con. <laughs> like a laser tag video for Comic Con would be amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're going to be a Comic Con. Are you going to be a Comic Con at all? Nah, you're just no, shooting no it before. Strippers, I don't know. It they don't really how to figure out a way to sell that to the Comic Con audience. <laughs> Wait a minute, I've seen like the Lifetime Channel at Comic Con before. I feel like. Dude, I've seen. What, did they, what was that old show, Greek or whatever? I was like, what the hell does that have to do? Yeah, exactly. Oh, right, right, right. I mean, you played a werewolf. You could, you're you're welcome at Comic Con. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if I'm not uh, overseas stripping or <laughs> selling stripping, or <laughs> overseas being stripping. objectified, yeah, and telling the world how I love being celebrity man candy, then yeah, I'll I'll pop in. Well, we can uh, talk some Usagi Yojimbo who you have on your shelf. Yes, who I love and have a I have an autograph stand. Back when I used to get to walk the floor. 
Uh, I got an autographed uh, Stan Sakai. You Not anymore. You can't even if you put a mask on. People are like, oh, "It's Joe Mania." Yeah, <laughs> it's Joe Mania, brother. It's Joe Mania, brother. Yeah. Tearing it up at Comic Con. Uh, I was three rows behind me at uh, Metallica at Comic Con. <sighs> How a, great was that, that show? Was a great fucking show. I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember my, my girlfriend at the time, I brought her, you know, who's not a Metallica fan per se, but I was like, we gotta go, you don't understand, and I was like, die, 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 by my hand, it's across the land, she was looking at me like she was going to hitch a ride back home from San Diego and leave me there, <laughs> and we didn't stay together, uh, that's but why. Uh, that's why. But you now know. your fiance would be like, "Could you speak up?" Like, yeah, but it worked out. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. What is this dying thing you're talking about? <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. We have yeah. death in Colombia. Yeah. It's really difficult to dance to this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> we have metal. Yeah. I mean, actual metal. <laughs> yeah, say machete. <laughs> machete. Well. Indians win it. Indians win it. Oh, my God. Indians win it. Uh, Joe Manganiello, thank you for being here. Man, thank you. Joey Mania. Joey Mangelio. Uh, enjoy. Well, I guess you. I guess if you want to tell people to enjoy their burrito in a different... Uh, you could do it as Savage, or you could do it as anyone, really. Mm. Just And you can put this on your voiceover tape. Mm. Burrito-y. <laughs> yes! The end. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Hey, listeners, it's Will Arnett. Our podcast, Smartless, has crossed a milestone that seemed unfathomable when we started nearly four years ago as we've just released our 200th episode. Join us as we welcome that dynamic duo of hilarity, Steve Martin and Martin Short. You've seen them on screen together in The Three Amigos, Father of the Bride 1 and 2, and most recently, and Only Murders in the Building. Both are comedic geniuses in their own right, but together they are always electric. And this episode of Smartless is no exception. I don't know if I've laughed more in a single episode than this one. We discuss their career arcs both separately and as a comedy team, how they met, who is more difficult to work with, and what motivates them today. Is Steve a better banjo player than Marty as a singer? Find out on this bicentennial episode of Smartless. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Plus, you get to hear Sean cry. What a loser! What a loser!